this is Glenn Sparkman, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Welcome, Royals fans. So glad you have found us for yet another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And it's Davo joined by a guy that I like to call the most mysterious and the most fascinating player in the entire Royals minor league system. And I know that I'm so excited to talk to all of these guys, and all of them have such cool stories. It's so neat to hear the backgrounds of all of these players the Royals have, both current and past. But this guy in particular intrigues me a lot. You go back and look at the numbers for Glenn Sparkman in Juco, wasn't even striking out a hitter per inning. Then he comes to Idaho Falls in 2013 after the Royals take him in the 20th round of the draft, blows hitters away, more than a K per inning. 2014, way more than a K per inning as he earns Carolina League Pitcher of the Year, Wilmington Pitcher of the Year, had the lowest ERA in the Royals system in 2014, 1.56. His whip was 0.98. Those were video game numbers. And then a guy who has Tommy John surgery and kind of drops off the face of the earth. There's not much written about him. Because he was a lower draft pick and because he had the surgery. A guy who's nowhere to be found on social media. If you want to try to keep up with him on Twitter and find news on him, he's not on there. He's mysterious, man. Who is this guy? Who is this Glenn Sparkman? We're joined by him right now from Surprise, Arizona, as he continues to rehab and get set to join a Royals affiliate, hopefully coming up in the next few weeks after his Tommy John surgery last year. Glenn Sparkman, the mystery man, joins us on Clubhouse Conversation. First of all, Glenn, thanks so much for taking the time. Second of all, how's everything going with you? It's going pretty good. Just uh, down here in Arizona, finishing up rehab. Yeah, good old surprise. I'm sure you know that town uh, way more than you wish you did at this point, right? Oh, yes, sir. What's there to do for fun out there, man? I, know, I mean, I know you've got the movie theater, and I, you know, most players always bring up the Walmart to me. The Walmart's always there for you. I mean, what, what do you do? Golf, I guess? <laughs> what else? Hike? Do you hike at all? What do you do? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a little bit of hiking to do out here. And, um, yeah, golf. Uh, I mean, not till later and without the elbow surgery. You know, couldn't do that early on. But uh, finally doing a little golfing and uh, just hanging out. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the elbow surgery, and I've got a ton of questions about that. So, so first of all, four games last year at Northwest Arkansas before the injury. Now, going back, was there a specific or like a particular moment where you felt it pop or you felt it go, or was it something where you just kind of woke up one day and felt sore and got it checked out? What happened with that? Yeah, uh, I mean, just in the game, that uh, my last game, I mean, it just my forearm felt tight, and, uh, you know, I just was like, I mean, I, I think it's just tight. Uh, felt okay uh, when I finished the game. I felt something in uh, my last inning on a uh, slider, but it felt like you know, like my elbow just extending and uh, popping. So it didn't really feel it wasn't painful or nothing. And uh, I could feel it stretch when I was throwing, but uh, other than that, I thought it was fine. And then uh, so I went home, you know, didn't didn't really say anything, so I thought it was all right. And uh, that next morning, I woke up and you know it was really stiff and. Just didn't feel right, and uh, yeah. Then I told our trainer, Masa, that I was like, "Hey, you know, something doesn't feel right." And uh, yeah, so then we just went on from there. Man, I mean, it had to have been extremely tough. I mean, did your heart just like sink when you found out the news? Were you just like, "No, like not me. Why me?" One of those type of things. 
I mean, uh, at first they told me uh, they thought it wasn't my UCL, like because I guess the uh, like I couldn't see it very good in the MRI, so they didn't really, like it was just very small if it was anything. So they were like, you know, it's just a uh, flexor pronator tear or sprain. So they were like, you know, that's all that's all you need. You know, that's gonna be like a six week rehab, and then you know we'll be back at it. So I was like, all right. And then when we got the MRI, it came out that it was like a 10% tear. So then I was like, okay, you know, I got a little tear, but it was a flexor pronator. So I wasn't too worried about it. And then, you know, when after all the eight weeks of waiting and everything, and then I tried starting my throwing program again, I just, it felt the same. So, you know, then we went ahead and got the surgery lined up. Wow. What was the actual date of the surgery then, and who did that? Uh, the actual date was... Uh, June 24th of 15, 2015, and it uh, was Dr. Key. Okay, wow. 2000, wow. So you've been not even quite a year then, right? Just about, what, 11 months? Yep. Just yet. Really, yes, sir. Just right at, got about three weeks left, something like that. Man. And I'll have my first inning. So. Man, well, yeah. So this rehab process has got to have—I mean, not only physically, you know, the you know, hard work coming back, obviously, but mentally, it's, it, it's had to have been a grind. You know, how much of a mental grind has it been at certain points, and, and what gets you through on the tough days? Um, at the beginning, it's really tough, you know, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, you go in there and you just—you just, you know—you physically can't go and play baseball. You can't throw the ball for the next, you know, four to six months. And uh, so you just sit there, and you really, you really get down on yourself. And uh, once once you start getting to take that little cast off after the ten days, you know that's your first little like, hey, you look, I'm getting somewhere. So that you know that was like, all right, that was good, you know. And then each little stepping stone along the way, you know, I kind of try to look forward to something new. Like if I got to do another exercise coming up, I was like, hey, you know, like another week, and I get to do this or something like that. And it always kind of made it easier to get along like with not throwing and stuff like that so it made it go by a little faster i would say but yeah that's how i i did it and uh, it was it went along well so you mentioned a few weeks till you get to throw your first pitch so what's kind of the, the you know the, the plan then so are you talking like extended like like rookie league type games arizona league games here in a few weeks or what's what's the plan uh here in the few weeks uh yeah i'll go back to the doctor you know make sure everything's fine and get cleared and then, uh, yeah, it'll be probably right around um, the Arizona League time, our AZL League, right about when they get kicked off. I think I'll be one of the starters there. So, Very nice. I mean, you know, so how happy are you with where you're at right now? And, and you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to get back out there again? Oh, I'm, as of now, like, I'm, I'm really happy on how uh, Marm's coming along. Yeah, I'm not really getting sore after all my bullpens and uh, – I guess like all the shoulder programs, you know, really paid off for me. And uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm super excited to get out there on that mound, just watching all these other guys. You know, that had Tommy John before me, or you know, little injuries, all part of our little rehab group. Just going out and watching them pitch, and just uh, I just look so exciting, and I can't wait to be back out there. Yeah, Brickhouse is one of the guys out there that's been out there with you, right? Yeah, he just he just got out. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm glad to see you guys getting healthy. Well, you know, I want to come back and talk more about 2016 here in a bit, but but let's go back and learn more about you, man. So, I mean, you've got to be like the most mysterious guy in the Royals system. Like, you look at these, you got these <laughs> eye popping numbers. Your Royals pitcher of the year a couple years ago, you know, Wilmington Carolina League pitcher of the year uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. You're blowing up with these with these numbers, and then you know you kind of go off the grid. You get injured. There's not a lot out there. But I don't I don't see you on any social media, from what I can tell. So, nope. I mean, yeah. do you yeah. like do you like being off the grid? Little mysterious I, I mean yeah i just i'm not a big social media guy you know i'm kind of like a old school type way i guess you could say i just you know i'm not really into all that stuff so yeah i just hang out and i'm, I'm not a big i guess game guy i'm just <laughs> like staying off of that stuff but you're, you're probably a lot healthier for that i can't tell you how much of my life i waste on my phone and facebook and twitter i wish i wasn't on it <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're made in the shade, brother. Uh, so is is it Ganado? Is that how you say that? Ganado, Texas. It's a uh, Ganado. Ganado. Okay. So you grew up in Ganado, Texas. So first of all, where is that at for those of us here in KC? Um, it's about I'd say two two and a half hours south of Houston, down uh, fifty nine. Okay. If it, like if a uh, it's about in between Corpus Christi and uh, Houston, pretty close in, in okay. between there. Okay. Now, so what did you do? Is it a small town or is it bigger? How many people live there? Uh, 2,000 people. Oh, okay. So this right is around. a really small town yeah. then. Really small town. Wow. Okay. So what did you do for fun growing up there then? Uh, I mean, fun. I mean, a lot of country things now. You know, we went <laughs> mudding a lot and a lot of pig hunting for all the farmers around there. and um, Just a lot of outdoor things. Yeah, is is football bigger than baseball down there? Like you know, Friday Night Lights makes you believe and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was big in my town. Did you play football too? Yeah, played football in high school and uh, p- football, baseball, basketball. Okay. Play whatever you wanted to because it was so small, so it didn't really matter to win no tryout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you graduated high school in 2010. So you attended Wharton County Junior College. So you got your degree in agriculture back in 2013. So what was your career goal with that? You know, if you weren't playing baseball, what, what would you have done with that degree? Uh, I was going on the lines of a, a wildlife biologist. Wow. Okay, that's cool. That sounds extremely yeah. like you might be have to be intelligent to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean little intelligent i just i really like animals and uh that was my the one thing that i could really pay attention with and that uh, really stuck with me so i was going to take that as far as i could that's cool that's cool maybe in another 20 years right and come back to it yeah maybe someday. so uh, okay so so when you so think back when you go to juco then so you get there at wharton county so did you when you first got there realistically did you honestly think that you might have a chance to go pro and then when, when did that kind of become something where you thought well man you know i might get drafted like how did that come uh, so when I first got there, you know, I wasn't anything like, like, I guess big, big prospect or nothing. And I walked on there, um, cause, uh, there was a scout. I went to a lot of, um, like just pro scouting things in the summer where, you know, you like they're for free and you just go and you walk up, you know, and say, Hey, here's my name, da da da, and sign some paperwork and then you go throw for everybody and then you, you go on. But, uh, back when, uh, that, Astros had one in Houston sometime, and uh, Rusty Pentegrass used to be a scout for him, you know, seen me and was like, hey, like, you signed anywhere? And I was like, no. And he was like, hey, well, you know, call Wharton and uh, tell him I said you're going to go there. And I said, all right. <laughs> so I called the head coach, and uh, he was like, yeah, he was a Rusty Pentegrass 
said that? And I was like, yep. And he said, all right, come down to the school. So, so I went down there, and, you know, we did that. I wasn't anything impressive then. I was you know, a little bigger, but I was just young, didn't really mature yet. Could throw the ball, but off the mound, I didn't really know how to throw off the mound yet. I could just throw because I was a shortstop always growing up. I oh. never really started pitching until later on just because I had an, a decent arm from flat ground. I could throw it pretty hard, but that mound took me forever to learn how to take my power to the mound. So, yeah, they put me on the mound. Didn't really know what to do with me. I was a uh, reliever, mid mid reliever at that point my freshman year. And so, yeah, then we started, and I wasn't throwing hard, just like uh, low to mid-80s, and I could touch maybe 88, 89 all fall. And then as, like, that fall went on, finally hit my first 90-mile-an-hour fastball, and I was just so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought I'd do it. And then, uh, yeah, from there, just slow, slowly started maturing a little bit and gaining some velo. Yeah. No. Where, so where do you sit at in top bat then? So, you know, when you're healthy, where the, the fastball, got to give us a scouting report on you while we're on that topic. Um, in pro ball, my fastest is 96 top. And I'm usually any, like uh, anywhere from 89 all the way to about 94 usually, and I'm usually hit a 95, maybe a 96 in, in there. And what are your uh, what are your secondary pitches then? Uh, secondary, I throw a uh, – Curveball, a slider, and a changeup. Nice four pitch pitcher. You gotta love that. Um, so, oh yeah, that's nice. So, so going back then to, to call it. So, 2013, you finished the 280 ERA, 63 Ks, and 83 and two thirds. So that's when uh, a Royal scout, Mitch Thompson, uh, recommended that the Royals draft you. So, you know, what do you remember about Mitch first coming around? Was there an initial moment where he first saw you, or you remember when you first talked to him? You know, and then did you think the Royals were pretty interested going in? I <laughs> uh, when I first. When he first seen me, was uh, we were playing San Jacinto College, and um, I think I, was, I threw. Can't remember if it was a seven or nine inning game, but you know I was throwing a shutout, and um, he seen me, and I stayed at like low nineties the whole game, and uh, he was like, "Hey, you know, like you got a good arm, and you know you stayed same speed almost the whole game. Really liked it, you know, I could stay like that long." And uh, then he just talked to me a little bit and said, "Hey, you know." We might give you a call, and so we talk, started talking then. But. Wow. So so were the Royals the main team then that showed interest? Were they the team you thought would draft you then? Uh, at the beginning, not so much, but t- towards where it got down, they always they always stayed like very, uh, I don't even know the right word, but they always kept in touch with me very yeah. closely, I guess you can say. And so, you know, I liked that, and uh, yeah, it worked out great. Yeah, he did. So the 20th round of 2013. So where were you when you got the news? How did you find out, and, and who was with you? So uh, I was playing for in the Texas League for uh, the Victoria um, Generals. And uh, I was just getting done closing the game because I was a closer in the, that league. So I was closing, and then I got the call, and I was just all happy, you know, uh, you know, they inter- announced it on the intercom there and all that stuff, and yeah, it was it was nice. Wow, that's cool. Did did you know much about the Kansas City Royals? I mean, were you a, a baseball fan growing up? Nope, I, I didn't know much, and uh, no, I wasn't baseball fan. You know, I like playing every sport, but not much of a TV guy. I yeah. mean, if I ever turned on the TV, it was 
mostly like the hunting channel or you know <laughs> something like that. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> so you hit the ground running, man. I mean, let's go to, to Idaho Falls then. So yeah, one point seven two ERA in twenty games, the forty seven Ks and thirty six and two thirds. So something else that makes you mysterious to me here. So first question: Where did all these strikeouts come from? Because you look back at, at JUCO, you weren't even K in a hitter per inning, and now you get to pro ball and you just blow guys away. Was that one of those things where the Royals like switched your mechanics up? Was there a new pitch? Like what clicked with the, with missing bats then? I, you know, honestly, I have no idea. You know, I just went out there and just threw. <laughs> really? Because they had, they had me at the back of the pin, so I just pretty much with the men- mentality at the back of the end, I just said, here, you know, here it is. Do something with it, and I just get put it right there around the zone, and they just started swinging, and they just kept missing. So I don't know. <laughs> That's nuts. So it wasn't even. So you you don't exactly know how it started happening. It just started happening, type thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, in college, a lot of those guys always, you know, touched me up a little bit, and so I was never really thought I would be a big strikeout pitcher kind of guy. And then when I got to pro ball, I just I you know slowly started learning because you know I've been been pitching long, so when I'm each coach, you know, tries to teach me how to pitch a little more and a little more, and um, slowly, you know, start picking up on little things. And you know, I just really use my fastball to my advantage. I guess, I guess, in in certain counts that when you, they would think something else is coming, I just throw fastball and it just missed it. <laughs> By the way, something else I just thought of: Are you the only pro drafted player from your hometown ever in any sport? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, no, not in any sport. There was a uh, football okay guy from my town. But yeah, only in baseball. Okay, uh, so, baseball. so one day you're going to get a baseball field or a gym named after you, right? Someday, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Guess we'll see. It's got to happen. So Idaho Falls. Then uh, you're a hunter. You're an outdoor enthusiast. You had to have loved Idaho, right? Yeah, I thought it was really nice. You know, I liked I liked the scenery. And uh, when I got to pro ball, that was the first time I ever left Texas. So finally, you know, starting to see all these new places and seeing mountains for the first time, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and the next year after that, so we talked about it a bit earlier, 2014. So your Wilmington and Carolina League Pitcher of the Year, you led the entire Carolina League, 1.56 ERA. That was the entire Royal System as well. Then you were second in WHIP, 0.98, which is ridiculous in video game. And then uh, seventh in Ks, seventh in wins. So I mean, 2014 and success obviously was great. But you know, as a team and and playing in Wilmington, what sticks out? Your favorite memories of, of uh, you know pitching there? Uh you know, I just I really liked the atmosphere in Wilmington. It was good. We had a really good team. Yeah, you know, I liked all the guys there. And then, you know, it was just a lot of fun. I just went out there with every every game, every start, you know, just try to have fun and uh just see how good I could do. I always challenge myself with little challenges within the big challenge and uh I you know, it slowly started working and I just kept challenging myself and, you know, had had success. So I noticed that you started over half of your appearances there. You began starting. Was that your first time ever in your whole life being a starting pitcher? I started my last year in JUCO. Okay. Because uh, the scouts, because I was a a middle relief closer kind of, and uh, they were like, hey, you know, like if you want to get seen by somebody, you're going to have to be a starter. You know, we can see like how your arm is. So my last year I started starting, and uh, that was the first time I started. And I liked it, and I've just started really liking it. So when they asked me, "Do you want to start?" and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, like whatever really role like y'all want me to be, like I can be it." And they asked me which one I like the most, and I mean, I like starting and I like closing. You know, there's just each one of them has their their perks, I guess. So hmm. yeah, I was ready. 
So the plan going forward then for the as far as you know for the you know is to start again when you get back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, when I come back, you know, I'm building up as a starter. Yeah. So last year, uh, Northwest Arkansas Texas League. I know it was only four games, but you know, you know, how'd you like your brief time there? I'm hopefully they'll be back there later this summer. But how'd you like uh, your times there last year? I liked it. You know, uh, already, you know, only in the four games, I was already learning a lot and uh, starting to figure it out. You know, I guess you know my accuracy wasn't as good because obviously my forearm and stuff was torn. But I mean, other than that, you know, I felt great. So I can't wait to get back there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about hunting, outdoorsmen. But, oh, so, like, you know, while you're, let's say you're in, you know, Arkansas, Wilmington, wherever you're at. So what do you do for fun if you can't hunt, you can't be outside much? You know, what keeps you, you're not on the social media. You watch the movies, you're a video game guy. What, you know, what else do you like to uh, do? Yeah, I mean, I golf a lot. And then if, if I can't get outside or something like that, you know, I'll, I'll play a few video games with my buddies and if they got something like that. But, yeah, I don't I don't venture to malls or nothing like that very much. And yeah, just try to stay stay inside most of the time, I guess, if I can't be outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, who are your uh, who are your best friends in the in the Royals organization? Uh, a guy I grew up with uh mostly was uh Jonathan Jezik. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me, me and him have been roommates since Idaho. You know, we went up to uh, all the way to Wilmington together. We were roommates there. We were roommates uh in Arkansas before I got hurt and so yeah. That's an, that's another guy, man. You know, I love those. If you can't tell, I love those strikeouts. Another guy that's got those big strikeout numbers. So the, you yeah. know, all about the strikeouts, my man. So uh, <laughs> I guess the last few things here for you. You know, how how cool is it having your own baseball card? That's got to be kind of cool, right? Oh yeah, it's awesome. You just ha- how many have you I had? Like a, two or three or something like that? Uh, yeah, three. That's cool. Three, huh? three of them. That's cool. And then uh, your favorite baseball movie. If you had to pick one favorite baseball movie ever. Uh, if I had to pick one, I think it's probably for the love of the game. Yes, me too, I think man. That's my favorite. That and Sugar are my two favorites uh, of all time. Sugar's yeah. about a Dominican pitcher. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Uh, it's like yeah, a, I've seen it. Yeah, it's pretty a long good. Long time ago. Pretty good stuff there. Well, you know, I guess uh, very last thing before we let you go is, you know, what would you like to say in summary to Royals fans listening right now? Oh, uh, you know, I, there may be ups and downs, but uh, just keep keep rooting for us and. Uh, I mean, we're we're gonna make it. <laughs> we're gonna keep going and pushing hard, and yeah, just keep rooting. Well, I appreciate all of your time, man, and uh, you know, I really am pulling for you. You know, I, I mentioned to you off the air that I had JJ Pacolo on last year, and you're one of the first guys I asked him about. I'm like, "What's going on with this Sparkman kid? Look at his numbers; they're great. Where's he at?" And he's like, "Oh, he's hurt." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't, I hadn't even heard that." So, you know, I'm I'm glad to yeah. to, to you know you know uh, I guess update people on how you're doing, man. And we look we're pulling for you big time. We look forward to seeing you back out there in a few weeks, and, and hopefully in the mid to upper minors by the end of the season, and, and back on the radar. You know, going into next year, man. Lo- lo- you know, looking forward to your upside and your future. And thanks for your time and good luck. Stay in touch. Thank you, sir. You too.